Ponds, Booby, what are we talking about here? We'll let you know right now. Welcome back, everybody. FYC Film Review. I'm your host, Gagne. For a very special episode, I brought my friend who's always here, the Nald Dog. I'm always here, buddy. What's up, man? How's it going? Always here for me. Always there for you. I'll be here for you. Careful, your hair looks like it's on fire. Ooh, that's a good thing, right? A man on fire. (laughs) Your hair is fire. What's going on, man? I'm I'm ecstatic to talk about this movie finally. I feel like I feel like it's a it's it's just the debate is always raging on whether this is a Christmas movie or not, and we're here for it. Absolutely. Uh Christmas came in 1988 with this action-packed movie die hard rated r classic macho action movie from 1988 let's get into it uh director who was it john mctiernan yes and good action director really good action director mm-hmm. and uh, he also, also directed what another one we've done correct uh has he predator Oh my God, that's right. He did do Predator. Good fun fact. There's fun fact. Yes, I completely forgot. Wow, we're just incestuous with our choices lately. Shane Black, who was in Predator, and yeah. Okay, okay, I like it. John McTiernan, good, good action director. Not an action star. Um, Bruce Willis was not that. This was his first giant movie. First, it wasn't his first movie, but it was his first leading role big budget uh extravaganza and he just i don't think anyone believed that this was going to work when when they first got him because he's he wasn't schwarzenegger he wasn't stallone he wasn't van damme i mean who else was hot shit in the 80s well he because he was um tv star star, was it moon Moon moonlighting moonlighting yeah Yeah. so and he was known for having a comedic style Mm -hmm. right that's what it was so so like you said um they they didn't know how this was going to work out, but I think a lot of big action guys turned this movie down. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, not only did they get Bruce Willis, but they got an unknown British stage actor um, who, you know, we all know and love now. Rest in peace, Mr. Alan Rickman. Oh, Alan Rickman is so good. Such a legend. Love yes. his voice, man. Alec Rickman. Yes. Yeah. Love him. Great, great bad guy. Um and yeah, so let's 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 dive into this let's, morsel. Yeah, hundred and thirty-three uh, minutes, little long, little okay. long. I'll give it that to you. Sure, um, a little long. The more I watch it, because it's it's one of those you do tend to watch whether it's on TV and you want to catch a couple of scenes, yeah, or you you just you know, every Christmas you want to <laughs> watch again. <laughs> I don't. I I think that maybe not every Christmas, but yeah, you, you dive in and you go, okay, there's some stuff I probably would have. Could yeah. have done without would have done without but i like how it builds up i really like how it builds up to the last scene um mm-hmm. I, I just i really like bruce willis in this movie because he doesn't come off as this you know superhero action type of guy he's a new york cop and it's to me it almost seems a bit believable in a sense sure. where you got this guy who's trying to do everything he can and he's messing up and he's getting hurt so it just seems kind of believable to me. So I think Bruce Willis was a perfect choice for this movie. And I don't think anybody else could have played it better than him. 
No, you, you can never, ever go back in time and put somebody else there and think that this would work the same. Yeah. And maybe it would have worked for a movie, but it wouldn't have spawned sequels. It wouldn't have, um, it just wouldn't have been the same. And I think that comedic timing and that every man kind of vibe he gives is, yep. is what makes it so, oh my God, you, you, you want to go on adventures with this guy because he's <laughs> just a smart ass and, yeah. um, he, he's not very good at, like he's he's a hero but he's not a hero like right. he's you know you don't he's not imposing and you know he feels like he's always the underdog and you're constantly rooting for that absolutely yeah it's funny in these type of 80s action movies i don't know if you noticed but all the henchmen have to have long hair a lot of them have long blonde hair um english is in their first language um and they just have this kind of just they just look all the same with the long hair yeah the, that eastern european terrorist <laughs> yeah. look yeah uh reginald vell johnson aka uh carl winslow from family yes. matters yes such a good guy yeah <laughs> and he's always played a cop i know and but such a instrumental part of um the movie because you know you pretty much have bruce willis alone the entire time yeah and so for the first part it's like he's talking to himself and he's like you know come to la we'll have a couple of drinks have a good time you know like <laughs> that only goes so far for some of the movie then you need some interaction if he's hiding from terrorists in a building then sure you, know, you you bring in reginald angel which is down. funny how he came about the movie when he dropped the body over the building and he lands on reginald i don't remember yeah. his name in the movie yeah it lands on his car and he's driving backwards and he basically goes off an embankment or falls backwards. Yeah. I think he died or something, but he, he's okay. Yeah. So yeah. It just a, drives the car in reverse yeah. to, to escape out of it. Yeah. And just crashes it. And yeah, I like him in this movie a lot. Um, I think he's a good actor. I mean, I'm glad he did well on family matters, but I feel like I just never saw him in anything other than this and that. Yeah. I, I think it was in perfect strangers too huh. as a cop. Okay. It was in Chicago. I yeah. could be wrong. Maybe Seems I'm right. right. God, they're typecasting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you think about Ellis? Ellis, the douchebag that works uh, in the tower. He only works for the one plot device, and that's you know exposing who John really is. But yeah. other than that, he's just so it's too much. It's too much. <laughs> so over the top. It's he's annoying. I I, I was very happy when he he met his demise. Yeah, he's very cocky. Very, uh, yeah, I don't like him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw out our fun fact um, because you know we we love to talk about who who made these movies and put these together. John McTiernan, while a great action director, was aided by the cinematographer here, who was Mr. John Debon, who directed Speed. Speed. Excellent knowledge. The fun fact to this is that oh. <laughs> in during during the shooting of this movie, he was trapped in the elevator shaft which inspired him to shoot the elevator shaft scene in the opening of speed so wow look at you coming with knowledge that's good you know, knowledge man i gotta give jean a, a pass now you know if i got caught in an elevator shaft i'd probably do you know a long opening credit scroll like he did on the speed so good <laughs> we're job. always gonna get on this case for that always. that's called jean demont okay yeah. all right very cool um Let's see. The first kill in this movie was pretty memorable. Uh, it was it was pretty intense too. That that scene with one of the one of the brothers or yeah. whatever his name was, and uh, he, I think he breaks his neck while he's falling down the stairs, mm -hmm. right? And he sends him down the elevator shaft. 
tied up saying, ho, 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 I have a machine gun or something like that. That was yeah. pretty memorable. It leads to, I mean, there's, there's so much in this movie that I feel like people remember and call back to it's, it's that it's, you know, the memorable line of, you know, him delivering when he calls, when Hans calls John, you know, a cowboy, all you Americans all, you know, all want to be cowboys. And he just exits out saying, yippee ki motherfucker. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah, how, how to deliver a line like that, that becomes probably, you know, one of the most iconic lines in movies. I mean, it, it just, this yeah. movie has it. It has it in so many ways and it delivers on so many fronts. Um, you know, the barefoot scene, I mean, yeah. Doesn't that, that make you cringe still? Absolutely. Uh, and just, I think the fact that he's barefoot just makes you, I don't know, somehow it makes you connect with him even more. I, I, I can't explain it, but the fact that he's barefoot and in that scene where they shoot up the glass and I don't, he's, he has to walk through this glass. I don't think they show him walking through the glass or they running do. through the, they do? Okay, yeah. maybe I missed it. He's wearing rubber feet, so okay yeah whatever and so when he's in the bathroom and he's picking off the the the, all the glass from his feet you just oh you feel for him at the moment and it's oh it's good stuff and it it just makes it more memorable it makes it more memorable because he gets hurt he's human you know he's not this again he's not this superhero guy he's every he's an every man's type of guy so i like that it's just it's he plays it so well yeah the uh the glass, the walking glass and being barefoot scene um, actually is pretty funny because I never remembered the opening scene where he's on the plane with the guy talking about when you get there, rub your, you know, clench your toes, make a and like fist a with your toes, yeah, yeah. on the carpet to like ground yourself. And he does it and he's like, oh, my God, you son of a bitch, you know, you're right. <laughs> and then he's barefoot for the rest of the movie. And it's like yeah. he does this one thing that screws him over, actually. So yeah. I found that interesting because i've just never picked up on that you get so into the movie that you forget some of that stuff from the beginning i'm gonna i'm gonna bring up another gripe um the william atherton who's a great character actor um who plays the reporter in this movie um he was in real genius he was in Mm -hmm. he just he plays the douchebag ghostbusters he just i uh i don't understand the need to like find if he's on the scene Fine if he's reporting this, the before, when they first introduce him, almost like he's going to play a bigger part. He gets this, like, he has this interaction with his editor at the news station. He's arguing with the news anchor. And I just didn't understand why I needed to know anything about this asshole other than he's a reporter and he shows up on the scene later. Like, I just, I still have an issue with that. Like, I don't care. That scene yeah. is not necessary. He's not important. This movie is all about John McClane and about Hans Gruber and about John's wife and, and, our buddy, not Roy, he calls John Roy, but what's the cop's name? I can't think of the cop's name. I don't know. Call him Carl. Carl. <laughs> Carl Winslow. Yeah. I hear you. I, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, he didn't really serve a whole lot of purpose. Um, he did go to John McClane's wife, Holly's house, and pretty much said, I'm going to call immigration on the housekeeper and all this stuff. And basically blackmailed her to get in. And at the end, you know, you get hot, the shot of Holly punching him. So he was just a douchey, douchey guy that you're right. Probably could have done without so much of his background or anything like that. Yeah. Or the scene really that going to the house, I just don't find it necessary to the movie. Like, what does it add to the movie? You're not exposing anything. Like at that point, Ellis had already told him, you know, yeah. what was going on with McLean. It just, I don't know. 
that part still just stands out to me and bugs me for some reason. Like they needed yeah. to give somebody a bigger part again for something that just doesn't really add to the story. Yeah, anymore. I'll give you that. There's already a lot of characters here that right. you just want to hate. And so I figure another one is, is probably just wasn't needed. I mean, we're talking about the FBI agents too here, right? Uh, Those are some of the most stupidest. Johnson FBI and Johnson. Agents. Yeah, Johnson and Johnson. No relation. Uh, yeah. And so one of the guys was the Fratelli brothers from the Goonies. Yes. The taller guy. Yeah. So yeah, the, this this movie gave you a lot of characters to to hate. So to your point, the reporter probably just wasn't needed. You know, there was already enough characters that you just wanted to punch in the face that yeah. that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you have bad guys. Like that's the thing, is like you already have that too. Like you just yeah. need more. And a shout out to 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 Alan, Alan Rickman, Hans. He's such a good bad guy that he's a very smart bad guy, very and very intelligent. I thought, mm-hmm. um, and I just I, he's got one of the most phenomenal voices ever mm-hmm. on screen. So, um, yeah, just a uh, rip, uh, Severus Snape. Yes, <laughs> such, such a good actor, and I really liked him as Han. So, um, good stuff. Yeah, my only regret is they never brought. Well, I guess they couldn't bring him back. They bring him back in some, you know. I wanted to know more about him. Like I liked the Hans Gruber character. Like it's, it's rare in these action films that you get the bad guy that you're like, damn, he's, he's kind of cool. Cause he is yeah. smart. He's not, he's not just a, you know, evil Lord taking over the world, you know, maniac. He, he's got a plan. He's calm and collected about it. He, you know, he outwits John at one point and pretends to be one of the hostages. So yeah, that was a crazy scene because yeah. you didn't think that the, most of the time in movies, they don't meet till the end like that, right? Yeah. So he outsmarts and like he pretends he's one of the hostages. So that was a really good scene. That was a really smart. Yeah, I, I liked that a lot about the movie because um, you're just like, oh shit, John's gonna catch him, and then it, he he pulls you know pulls it over bull, the wool over his eyes. So it's not always just John getting his way and winning the day on throughout the entire thing. He gets his ass kicked a lot in this movie, and I think again grounds it, you know, makes it real. It's he he is hurt, he is suffering. Um, he's not just like two machine guns taking everybody out with not a scratch on him, you know, and yeah. that didn't, that didn't happen. You know, it yeah. felt like all the action heroes just got away with everything. Bullets bounced off them and they never were hurt really. Uh, the, the ending. So when they're on top of the, the, the roof, I, I totally forgot that they were going to blow up the, they had all that, that, that the C4, C4. on top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On top of the roof. And he was trying to usher all the, the hostages to the roof because he would want it to kill them. Right, that's oh, the only reason, that, right? They're, okay, that, I would assume, yeah, I would assume so. But then in the end, the FBI agents die because their helicopter blows up. Yeah, I think they get shot at, and it ends up crashing into the the building. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. So their whole plan was for the hostages to go up on the roof. Mm-hmm. They were going to get blown up, and they were going to exit through the garage in that van with mm-hmm. that one guy and you know shout out to argyle we never talked about argyle oh yeah <laughs> the limo driver yes uh he was a fun character and he kind of really saved, fun yeah he saved the day sort of yeah. where he he ran into the van with the, the other guy the the computer it guy um, but you never really heard what happened to him afterwards he just assumed that he got caught so. sure yeah he knocked him out with a punch and then yeah cut away and never you know but you get argyle gets his moment which i argyle. Love. shout out to the argyle scene, the scene where you know the machine guns are going off and john's like god argyle i hope you heard this and you're calling the police and he's on the phone talking to some girl and he's got the bear next to him the music's blasting it's just it's good it's smart it's you know it's it's a subtle side character that you know just 
breaks up the the tension in between. Absolutely. Fun fact, Nakatomi Plaza was actually 20th Century Fox's headquarters. And still is? I don't know if it still is, but at the time when it was being built, it actually was under construction and they rented it out to themselves to shoot the movie. Wow. Yeah. That's probably that saved where, a lot of money for that too. Then, yeah, I mean, I guess it's a write-off, right? You know, like you're you're paying <laughs> yourself to film do that. on location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. literally. Okay. I think we're ready to rate it. You want to rate it? Let's rate it. Let's and rate it. Is there any other way to rate this than Yippikaiyes? I don't think there is. One to five. One Yippikaiye being really bad. Five Yippikaiyes being this wonderful, wonderful classic 80s action movie. So uh, I'm going to go first on this one, if you don't mind. Yes. All right. So I hadn't seen this movie in about, I want to say, 10 years all the way through again. Um, I did like catching the beginning uh, about how you're supposed to put your feet on the ground. I totally forgot about that part, like you said. But this movie still holds up, man. This movie is great. This movie is an action pack. Even my wife liked it. She fell asleep a little bit, but then she woke up like, I I need to watch it she's she liked it a lot <laughs> so i mean it's a really good movie and i like the build-up i really mm-hmm. like how it builds up and john mcclain is your every you know everyday type of guy out there trying to do what's good and he gets hurt and it works man i really think it works and originally i was going to give this a 3.5 but i'm going to go with the four four Ooh. yippee kayas it's a good action movie that deserves to be watched by everybody it is really good so Four yippee kayes for me. Love it. Love it. Um, this is tough. Um, I, I almost want to be there, but I'm not quite there. I feel like I'm the more I'm watching it, I'm finding some faults in it, and I don't. I wish it was a little bit tighter shot. I just wish there was a little bit less. I do like the build up, however, it just. It, I think could have been a little shorter. That's my biggest gripe about it. Okay. And some of the characters I just don't care for and don't understand why they're in the movie. For that, I'm giving a three and a half Yippie Kaye's. Okay. Still very much enjoy the movie. It's yeah. still always going to be a classic, but not a popular opinion. Not my favorite Die Hard movie. Okay, that's fair enough. So, three is really good. Die Hard with a Vengeance is absolutely my favorite. Yeah. And three is really they, good. They double down on the bad guy with Jeremy Irons. You get Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. It, it's in New York City. He's a New York cop. It just, for me, for me, okay. it's, you know, it, it takes that and improves on it. And sure, John comes back to to direct three. So that's the other John McTiernan one we're forgetting. He actually did do the third one. He didn't do the second one, but he did okay. do the third one. All right. No, three's a good one. Three's a really good one. I have to go watch. Love it. Watch but that, this is so. still great. So let's answer the debate really quick. Is this okay. a Christmas movie? Um, is, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? My opinion is yes, it's a Christmas movie. It's a, Christmas, it's a Christmas movie in a sense, just like Batman Returns is a Christmas movie. Yes. It, the setting is Christmas. There are Christmas references. There's Christmas music. It's it's a Christmas movie. It takes it's a Christmas, Christmas movie. 100%. Yeah. It won't give you the holiday spirit. <laughs> it won't do that. Um, oh, no. But it, 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 it didn't give me the holiday spirit. <laughs> no. Um, no, but no. it is a Christmas movie, just like Batman Returns. So if you want an off-the-wall action Christmas movie, I recommend Die Hard and just watch it. It's a good movie. You won't be disappointed. There's no better summer blockbuster hiding as a Christmas movie than Die Hard. So yeah, if right. you haven't seen it, just go watch it right now. Just mm-hmm. yeah, and let us know. And then you can subscribe to the page and then you can find out all the ratings and all the movies that we've been covering. 
and we'll give you more and more and more because that's what we're here for. So are we here for that? We're here for it. We're here to give you more. Okay. More Sweet. movies. You guys can have more. Okay. That's our <laughs> it's our Christmas present to all you guys. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. Till next time, I've been your host, Gagne. With me as always, my partner in crime, the Nalda. Right. See you guys later. Merry Christmas and happy holidays and go watch Die Hard. <laughs>